welcome to the Save with Sex podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan L., pleasure scholar and creative mother of the Muses Lab. Together, we journey through sex, pleasure, and the erotic as it relates to our relationships, spirit, self, and our overall human experience. I'm elated to be your guide on this adventure. So grab your tools of pleasure, ground, and let's go. So I'm going to assume by now (laughs) that most of us have watched the best man final chapters, right? Cool. If you haven't, you should go watch it. It's on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, you need to find a friend (laughs) who has the app and have them set up a profile, send you the username and the password and uh, watch it or, you know, have somebody do a watch party or something like that. I don't know. Because um, it's great. I enjoyed it myself. Um, I can't speak to nobody. I can't speak for nobody else, but um, I enjoyed it. And I thought that it was wonderful. But also the cast just has great synergy. And because the cast has great synergy, it doesn't matter how long they have not been around each other. You can tell that they're really good friends and it's really just like they've never left, you know, on screen, off screen, their energy and their synergy is just amazeballs. So shout out to great casting, right? So as everyone was starting to kind of um, draw their think pieces, (laughs) uh, particularly on Twitter about the series, um... I don't follow this person, but uh, Jiggy J2 on Twitter. I hope I'm saying their handle correctly, but that's what it looks like as I'm reading it. Jiggy with a J. Jiggy J2 on Twitter said, Robin and Harper are one of those people who were never supposed to get married in the first place. And whoo, baby, did I jump on that, Joker? (laughs) Because... (laughs) I say all the time that I'd be aggravated with people who get married off the strength of, oh, she's a good person. Oh, he's a good dude, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right? And when when I say those things and when when I counter with those things, people automatically assume I'm saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. What I'm saying is just because those people, that person, whatever their gender gender identity is, just because that person is good overall does not mean they are good for you as a partner. And it's so interesting because if you've seen, I want to say there's two, Two, yes. There's two first two movies and then the series, right? If you've seen any of the two series, any of the two first movies, you will know that they were never in alignment. (laughs) Robin and Harper were never in alignment, like at all. Like they were just never in alignment. Like Harper is really the villain here. (laughs) People think Quentin's character is the villain. Quentin is not the villain. Harper has always been the villain. He's always been about self, overly self-righteous, 
and always going to do things that are in benefit to himself. He hasn't changed, right? Not for real. You'll see that if you watch Best Man in the Final Chapters, right? When you have someone who is like that and who just kind of settles for the person because they can't get what they want, because we all know who he really wanted, right? So because you can't get what you want, you settle for the next best thing. It takes me back to when this guy that I used to be madly in love with, like a dummy, <laughs> it's stupid. Beyonce came out with crazy in love. I was stupid in love. That wasn't even dangerously in love. That was just dumb, right? <laughs> stupid. I remember him saying to me while he was dating someone else, right? I remember him saying to me, you are my safety net, my break in case of emergency. That's such a fucked up thing to say to somebody, <laughs> especially somebody who you say you care about. It's a really fucked up thing to say. But you think about it, right? You think about how many men in particular who have women on standby, stashed away in friend zone spaces or cuddy buddies and all that other stuff or women that they've been dating for years who are just on standby because they are waiting for the person they really want to show up and say, okay, I'm done being out in, out in the street. <laughs> I'm done being for the streets. And, you know, we already, we always said we was going to get together. So we ready, we ready. They're just waiting for that one person. And if it don't work out with that person, oh, I got you so that I'm not alone. How dare you? <laughs> do that to someone and I really feel like Harper well Robin was that to Harper I really feel like I feel that and I'm, I've never been quite the fan of equally yoked right because it has that biblical connotation and people use equally yoked as saying like, oh, if your man is not, if you're a Christian, your man's not Christian, or if you're, you're a Christian man and your woman's not a Christian and y'all not equally yoked, I think that's bullshit, right? Spiritual nuances aside, I believe in alignment. Whatever your beliefs are, if we are in alignment, we can compromise on certain things. Doesn't mean that I have to now become entrenched in your religious beliefs or you have to become entrenched in mine, but we should be able to coexist. I respect what you do and what you believe. You respect what I do and what I believe and we coexist. And there's not this resistance or this push and pull or this hope that maybe I'll just convert to what you're doing or you'll just convert to what I'm doing because that that's manipulative. I believe that's manipulative. People may have other opinions about that, but I believe that's manipulative, right? I believe that when people are in alignment, everything just flows. From the beginning of the very first movie between Robin and Harper, they were not in alignment. <laughs> They weren't aligned. Harper already had his ulterior motives, coming out with the book, doing all of that stuff. Like 
they were just never in alignment. I even think about the second movie when Robin was pregnant with Mia. Like she was like stressed out about him not sleeping with her. And he was just fixated on some other shit. Like they were just never in alignment. Even when you watch the final chapters, you'll still see that they were not in alignment. He was heavy into his work and his career. He didn't really give a shit about what Robin wanted. Robin didn't know how to communicate her feelings because she didn't want him to be in his feelings. And she just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just compartmentalize. They just were never in alignment. And you be in this 10-year marriage with somebody and you realize, shit, we were never compatible. We weren't compatible. We never actually really liked each other. (laughs) We can't actually really stand each other. I hate being in the same room with you. Why the fuck did we do this? And now we have a child. So we're linked to each other forever. (laughs) That's what happens when people go with, oh, but she's a good person. She deserves to be married. She does. But does she deserve to be married to you? He's a good dude. He deserves to be married. He is. But does he deserve to be married to you? What that got to do with you? What does this person being such an ideal, a good person have to do with you? Are y'all even in alignment? Have y'all really even had a conversation about being in alignment, unpacking where you see yourself in the next five years? Sometimes people are such in a rush to just be or call themselves spouses or be married that they'll jump into things hoping that <laughs> hoping that it'll work itself out. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about so many people that I know that got into marriages despite seeing the red flags, (laughs) despite seeing the red flags, got into marriages, hoping the red flags would turn into like yellow or green flags. And they just didn't. All those things that they saw in the beginning that they thought would change once the marriage began because you think somebody going to wrangle themselves because they're now in in this adult situation. They didn't. They just progressed and they unraveled and they unfolded. That's what happens when you're not, quote unquote, equally yoked. That's what happens when y'all not in alignment. That's what happens when you're so hell bent on making this person because now that's that's given possession you hell bent on making this person yours or creating this life with this person hell bent on it determined to get them to wrangle them into your timeline that you look past the shit that's gonna make you miserable I've heard stories of people just turning over and waking up next to their spouse and being like, all right, I'm over this shit and filing for divorce. And this isn't, oh, we had a great life and it we, we've done beautiful things together and this was amicable and, you know, relationships in, we have expiration dates. I believe in that, right? I believe relationships have expiration dates, whatever that expiration di- date is, you know, remains to be seen but I do believe relationships have expiration dates everything isn't always till death do us part sometimes people build great lives together and they realize they're going in two different directions and instead of making each other miserable they decide as adults that 
Our journey together ends here. I love you. You're great. I support you. But we're going to go our separate ways. That's so adult for people to do. But I've heard stories of that if they haven't been amicable like that. They turn around and they look at their spouse and be like, what the fuck did I do? I can't believe I allowed myself to be subjected to your shit five years, 10 years, 20 years. And they wake up and they just go file for divorce. That's because you saw the red flags and you hoped that that person would wrangle themselves and they never did because y'all were never in alignment. And I think that's why I've been so apprehensive about being in a relationship because just in, from a dating perspective, I almost tried to wrangle somebody into being in a relationship with me that I really actually didn't want to be in a relationship with and knew that me and him were not in alignment. But I let my friends, I love them dearly. I let my friends poke my vulnerabilities. I knew I wanted to be in a relationship. I didn't need to be in a relationship with him though. And I allowed them to convince me that because I wanted to be in the relationship and because I was in this whole responsibly situation with this guy, that I should convert that into something more meaningful. And it was never supposed to be that. And I ended up playing myself. So I know what that feels like to give parts of yourself to someone who it was never meant for. So it gives me pause to step forward into a relationship again because I don't want to spin myself into a Robin and Harper situation. My discernment is a lot stronger now. So I'm pretty sure that I can probably avoid that, but it still gives me pause. We gotta be in alignment. I don't want someone to propose marriage to me because we've been rocking for a long time and because I've been by his side for a long time. So he feels like I deserve that. But do you actually want to marry me? Yeah, I may deserve to be married, but is it to you? Is it to you? Maybe you just need to, you know, give me some financial compensation for all the shit that I went through so I've gone about my life. <laughs> maybe, maybe a bitch get reparations. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Does it not, like, is marriage my reward for holding you down? Like, that's so transactional. And I think that's why situations like a Harper and Robin they activate me in a certain way because relationships like that are transactional and I'm really tired of relationships being transactional. I get that there's some sort of give and take in relationships, right? But if, if all our love is centered around is that, well, you did this for me, so I'm gonna do this for you, or I did this for you, so you should do this for me, 
is that really love or we just like you know copping business deals <laughs> left and right <laughs> is that love because that's that's just sounding like negotiation <laughs> what is that <laughs> like a relationship we just negotiate in deals at this point we're bartering and exchanging things emotions with one another oh since you gave me this and now I'm gonna give you this like what is that I I don't know what this world has come to because while Robin and Harper are characters in a movie turned TV series there are really people who live life like that like fiction is usually based upon fact there may be some embellishments but Fiction is based upon fact. So there are a lot of Robin and Harpers out there. I know some Robin and Harpers. And they haven't filed for divorce. They're still together. They just turned their marriage into a business arrangement, which technically marriages were back in the day anyway. Just business deals. So they found compromise somewhere. They did enough bartering and exchanging to make one another satisfied for the time being, however long that time is. And it just settled. And you know what? Could be why I'm still single. Cause I don't want to settle. Cause I've, I've, I've done some settling just from a dating perspective. I've done some settling. I've compromised myself in certain ways. I've allowed myself to receive less than what I deserve. And I, I own that. I take responsibility for that. I own my part in the story. And because I have reconciled those things with myself, I no longer hold space to settle. I just, I would be betraying myself if I became a Robin. I do not want to be a Robin. So, I'm going to be 41 and single until, <laughs> 41 going on 42 and single until I get what I want because I deserve that. And I know there is someone out there who is going to be on my timeline, be on my type of time and be in alignment with me because I know what I bring to the table. And when you know what you bring to the table, because he's a good dude or because she's a good dude is not good enough. That's bare minimum. We do deserve the relationships and the love and the intimacy and the sex that we deserve and we desire. Pleasure is our birthright. But I'm not going to compromise my birthright just because I've been holding somebody down and they, they feel like they should. You could feel like you should all you want. But do you want to do that? And do you want to do it with me? Because if you don't really want to do it with me, but you just feel obligated to because I was there, I want that shit. That's whack. <laughs> I don't want obligatory love. 
I don't want that. Mm -mm. Keep that. Get that to somebody who's who's desperate. I'm cool. So. Y'all should watch The Best Man. The, the series. Y'all should go watch that. It's really good. But that. Uh, I just wanted to speak on that. Because. I did a whole Twitter thread on that one. And that really, um, that sparked something in me. So I'm very passionate about people not feeling obligated to reward people with marriage just because. Don't marry me just because I've been hanging out and I'm around. Marry me because that's what the fuck you want to do. Because you want to be my partner. You want to be my life partner. You want to do life with me. You want to build with me. You want to be supportive. You want my love. You want what I have to give. And you want to expand upon that. You want to build a life together with me. Marry me because of those reasons. Don't marry me because you feel I deserve it. I do. But do I deserve it from you? Until next time. The Say It With Sex podcast is an audio experience of the Muses Lab and can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to share this episode and subscribe. For early access and exclusive drops, become a member of the Muses Garden found at www.patreon.com slash the muses lab your contribution helps support more exclusive and curated content as well as the practitioners who help make the muses lab ecosystem possible